Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I miss you, man. I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you, I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you? And bloody hell, we're right into it. Just like that, aren't we, Lonnie? How you going? It's like we never left. <laughs> Absolutely. How's your day going so far, Lonnie? Not too bad. We're recording in the afternoon. Normally we do it first thing in the morning, so I've had all day to prepare. It's been good. Yeah, yeah. I had a little nap this time, right? A little mm-hmm. nappy nap. Yeah, it was good stuff. <laughs> good stuff. Feeling refreshed and ready. But before we get into that, Lonnie, tell me what the podcast is about, my friend. This podcast is called I Miss You, Man. Every week, you and I go on a journey through life pop culture and everything in between and dare I say it Dylan each week do we take a leap into a different topic much like Dr. Sam Beckett himself oh, what are you uh, bloody right with the references my friend because <laughs> what's our bloody topic for today this episode Dylan is all about Quantum Leap a Man. show I've, I've heard about lots but never actually had the chance to see and thank you very much for bringing it into my life, my friend. Yeah, yeah, funny, old mate. We've uh, referenced it a few times, mostly me, obviously, mm-hmm. on the podcast. But uh, yeah, finally decided to rip that band aid off, mate. Made you watch it, and uh, I think we had a good time all up, wouldn't you say? I I would think so, Dylan, because you know sometimes you've got stuff for me to watch in this show, and it's been there have been some mixed feelings about some of the things that. I've watched on your behalf. Ooh, okay, okay. But this is top end for sure. Top stuff. Okay, beautiful, yeah. beautiful. That's all right, that's all right. Well, Lonnie, I'm just going to dive into it. So I'm just going to explain what Quantum Leap's about first for those who don't know. So it's a TV show created by Donald Belisario and it ran for five seasons from 89 to 93. It's about a scientist called Sam Beckett, played by Scott Bakula. The great Scott Bakula, mm. I may say, who in the far off future of 1999. Whew. So, like 10 years in the future from the first season, right? So, <laughs> yeah, pretty a lot, much. A lot happens in that 10 years, clearly. Oh, yeah. Everyone wears like uh, light up jewelry in the future. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, the, that's the only way to do it, really, isn't it? The cars are very different, and obviously, there's time travel technology. Oh, of course. So. Yeah, absolutely. They went the uh, the Back to the Future Part 2 round of just dressing everyone as ridiculous as possible, didn't they? <laughs> Basically. Yeah, yeah. It works. Yeah, safe way to play it for sure, yeah. But anyway, he discovers, as you mentioned, time travel. It's a different type of qu- time travel, Lonnie. Mm. So Quantum Leap is basically that you can kind of like leap your consciousness into other people's bodies in the past. Mm. And the rules are you can only time travel within your own lifetime. Mm. So he can basically go from the 50s to the 90s, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And uh, who's he joined by on this journey? None other than his best friend, Al, played That's by right. Dean Stockwell. 
So you've got um, Scott as Sam, who was like the loveliest, most pure of heart guy out there. Absolutely. And then you've got Al, who's a pervert. Bit of a hand dog. I'll say that. <laughs> he is. And at first I was a little bit put off by him because he, he makes a few raunchy comments and, and so on. <laughs> yeah, you, you know what I'm like. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. However, as I, as I watch more episodes, I think – I don't know if I'm just saying this to myself or whether it's actually the character. He's putting it on, right, to make Sam uncomfortable because they're best friends and they're, like, teasing each other, right? That's how it works, right? I think he plays it up a little bit, yeah. yeah. But he is, a, he is a little bit of a fiend, you know. But he's got a heart of gold. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't know this. Dean Stockwell, nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Is that, you know, it's like a mob movie, isn't it? Yeah, I think Married to the Mob, I think yeah. it's called. That and I think it's like nominated, him. yeah, in 89, which is when this started. So. Okay, good on him. Yeah, he nabbed him right off an Oscar nomination. <laughs> That's good stuff, yeah. <laughs> but uh, overall, so I made you watch a fair few episodes. I don't know how many you get through. Did you get through all of them? I got through all the ones you asked me to watch, including the college one, after a little reference <laughs> to last week's episode. It was a last-minute inclusion, yeah. It was. It was, it was a good inclusion, though. And I also watched the pilot. You didn't say to, to worry about the pilot, but I was like, I'll watch it anyway just to get my head in the game. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But as it as it happens, each episode is pretty much standalone, isn't it? Yeah, basically, basically. But um, and that's what I love about it, to be honest. It's not mm. really an overall plot you have to follow. It's all very condensed into each episode. And so you can just jump in whenever you want, as you've done. <laughs> basically. Yeah. It, it kind of it felt like a bit of a throwback to when – you know, we would have watched TV as a kid because back then, before streaming, before DVDs really took off, yeah. you just watched TV that was on. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And you didn't watch, didn't watch it from the from episode one all the way through to you know episode twenty two or season five. You just watched whatever happened to be on TV that night. And so yeah. you you would watch this sort of thing. Just you probably wouldn't have ever seen a pilot of a TV show. You would just watch the ones that are on all the time. Yeah, exactly. And unless you just specifically didn't make plans each night that it was on, you were bound to miss an episode or two. Exactly. That it's very much the opposite of what happens now, where people they plan their lives around the episodes that are being released so they can keep up with it. I don't know. I recently I watched Loki, and I watched it each week because I knew I was going to get spoiled if I didn't watch it within the first you know, hour or so of being released. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then also. Um, binging as well, where you can watch a whole season of it in in a weekend if you want. So it's a it was a good, nice throwback to this different time of, of TV watching, where you pretty much just dipped in and out whenever you could. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and so fun stuff all around. From what I got you to watch, Lonnie, do you have mm. any standouts? Your fave one, fave episode? Okay, so I've got the episodes here, so. Mm -hmm. I'll just go through them quickly. There's sure. a pilot, which is a two-parter. Um, yeah. <laughs> either pilot or the pilot. Good fun. Um, Double Indemnity. So that was sort of like the mafia one. That was good. Oh, yeah. My five. Yeah. Another mother where he, he plays a um, divorced mum. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, Animal Frat, which was the college episode we mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, Jimmy. I think we can talk a bit about Jimmy. Um, oh, you ended up watching Jimmy. Okay. I did. I did. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Um, Glitter Rock, where he's a um, yeah. clam rock star. Yeah. And It's a Wonderful Leap. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, so that, that's the ones I watched. Um, and I, I enjoyed all of them. Which one do I enjoy the most? You weren't talking about the, the single mother one a bit. I, I think I liked that one. I did. 
I'd probably put that next to the college one. Yeah, um, okay. Animal Frat. It, it felt like more like a a classic episode of this sort of show, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, not particularly, like, adventurous, really, but it, it felt like a classic episode in that sense. But yeah. another mother was going in a bit of a different um, direction because, I don't know, he's playing a mum, and, and there was some fairly um, forward-thinking messages and themes with that one. Yeah, exactly. Single mum in, what was it, the 80s? Yeah, early 80s, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So you want to go through them one by one, or should we just go around a bit, or what's the the plan? Oh, whatever you want to do. We can go through them one by one a bit and then just talk about it in general. Yeah, Yeah, okay. Well, let's keep going with another mother. Yeah. Um, So I've got my notes down here. So he turns up, and it's it's a a pretty progressive in many ways episode because, Mm. you know, we don't know a whole lot about Sam's life in the future, but I don't believe he was a single mother. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's a safe bet to make. Yeah. yeah. And then um, he's, he's very um, sympathetic and he's like to her to her battles because she's got three kids, they're all fighting, she's trying to make breakfast and get them to school and uh, it felt just a nice comment on the role of him in society for him to, to be like, oh, my God, look at all the stuff I have to do. And like I, you know, I've done some tough stuff in my leaping, but this is going to be one of the toughest ones is is being a mum. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's something different for him to do. It's one of the only times he plays a woman. Yeah, I think he did it nine times. I think okay. I looked up. Yeah, wasn't the first one. I think it was the second one, as far as I know. Hmm. Yeah, first one. I think he played a secretary. But okay. Yeah. Sure. No, this one's a bit of fun. I wasn't a huge fan of the sign at first. But then, obviously, that's the point of the show is that these people you meet, there's more to them. And, and yeah. in the most obvious way is is the fact that Sam is being different people and he's realising that, oh, well, like I'm walking a, while, a mile in another person's shoes, I'm going to have much more empathy and understanding of them as being more, more than this meets the eye, basically. Yeah, absolutely. The whole point of the show is just um, walking in a mile in someone else's shoes. Yeah, and we should Understanding and empathy. Exactly right. We should mention that, like, Sam's overall goal is to leap back to his own body because he's sort of misplaced in time. But for whatever reason, is it God? Is it the universe? Is it something else? Some sort of force seems to be um, taking him to people's bodies where there's something wrong is going to happen, something bad's coming on. He's got to fix it. And that's sort of what prompts him to then leap to another body. Yeah, and that's how Al helps him from the future. He's mm. basically he can communicate with him due to being linked through brainwaves or whatever, some science fiction nonsense, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but he appears the same in the form of a hologram that only he can see in here. Well, Except... not, not quite, Dylan, in this episode, oh. hey? <laughs> so the thing he has to fix in this episode is that um, the teenage son who I wrote down that I didn't like. <laughs> I felt a bit bad five minutes later when it turns out he's the one who's getting getting kidnapped and abducted and never seen again. That obviously ruins mm. the life of the family because you know, that would be an awful thing to occur. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and we, and we, there's a lot of sympathy for the boy as well because at first you think, oh, this is like annoying teenage boys with a, a bunch of mates and they're all being pretty mates? awful. Mm, that's, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they're a bunch of bullies really and he's being bullied <laughs> yeah. as much as them, but he's Pieces part of, of the group. Let's, yeah. let's be honest. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and they, they, what do they do, Dylan? They just basically conspire to make his life shit, don't they? Pretty much, pretty much. They like, um, they like force this girl to 
try and have sex with him and out him as a virgin. Yeah, I get that in terms of the plot, right? Because there's got to be something embarrassing to occur for him to want to leave and run away. Yeah. Run away and then obviously he gets he's on the side of the road, he gets kidnapped by these um, awful creeps. Yeah. Like, I get all that and I'm not saying that's bad necessarily, but like, aren't they 16 or 15? Like, aren't most kids virgins at, at that stage? Like, <laughs> didn't feel yeah. like the most horrible thing to occur to him, you know? Well, I mean, we find out, uh, Al looks into it and one of his friends says he's not a virgin, but definitely is and will be for another eight years or something like that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But I understand in that context why that would be a bad thing. And, and if all the other guys are telling each other how much sex they all have all the time and it turns out that one of the, them is, is, is still a virgin, they can make fun of him for that. I understand all that. But I was kind of like taking a step back. You're like, I would be surprised if all of you aren't Virgins, you know, because you know, yeah, exactly. Boys. Yeah, in, in their society, I understand it. Yeah. No, absolutely. But um, yeah, as we said, Al can be seen by someone else in this episode. Who was that, Lonnie? Well, a little girl, the little the littlest of the of the kids. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's um, brushed off as just because she's pure of heart. She can only see the truth or something like that because she's such a small child mm. and that sort of thing. Yeah, isn't it? Animals also can can work it out. What was that, sorry? Animals can also work out. They yeah, dogs and real, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, pure of heart. Excellent. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, um, God, Dean Stockwell must have been so desperate for this episode. He's like, fuck, finally, another actor that I can, <laughs> I can interact with. Jesus. Yeah, that, that is something I've thought about the show. Like, it's a, it's a very interesting way to set up a, a television show where you basically you have two main actors. That's it. Yeah, and they're the only ones who carry on each episode. It must be a fairly cheap way to run a show because, you know, it's not, it's not like Friends where they can band together and demand more money or whatever. Yeah, the only contracts you have to negotiate are just the main two, pretty much. That's right. And then exactly. you can bring in, you know, younger people or people who are looking for the work and don't have to pay them as much, you know, and only pay them one episode if you don't yeah. know. Yeah, so and they'll act think... their asses off because they know they're only going to be in one episode, so they'll <laughs> give it their best go. <laughs> Exactly right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I thought about that because it's very awkward for because Sam gets the beat against everybody, but oftentimes it's either Dean Stockwell is just playing against um, Scott Bakula, or he's in the background, or he's in a scene and no one's talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'd be tough for five stuff. years, wouldn't it, be doing that for sure? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But you mentioned being cheaply made. I've got a fun fact for you. Mm. Basically, the the writers and the producers are just like, because it's a Universal show, they would just basically just drive around Universal Studios looking at all the different sets and that. <laughs> and they'd be like, what's that set? How can we write an episode about that? So they'd just use existing sets on the lot and just base stories around <laughs> I got that feeling in the episode in the few episodes in New York, which is obviously just like the it's the New York City lot, yeah, back lot. the classic <laughs> one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, good, no, man. it gives them good production value without having to make sets. Yeah, it's very yeah, genius for sure. Uh, yeah, so I really loved his relationship with Teresa, the little girl. This episode, and this was maybe the first episode where I realized that Al he did a bit more going on. He is like a. I'm going to not say dirty uncle. He's like your uncle who, he's, <laughs> you know what I mean? At, at first you think he's just there for the jokes and whatever, but he's actually got a heart of gold, really, as you said. Yeah, so. absolutely. And I was an emotional wreck when he was there saying goodbye to Teresa, Dylan, because she didn't understand why you had to go. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and they'd never, they'd never see her again. It's sad. 
and and she was played by the creator's daughter. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And oh, she she's... went on to um, be in um, Pretty Little Liars, which I never saw, but I've heard the name before. So a little fun fact for you. Wow, that is fun. I'm having fun. Thank you for that. <laughs> Loved it. But no, good episode. Good episode. And uh, I think this is the first episode we learn that uh, Sam can actually fight. He knows like fighting styles and that sort of thing. Because mm. mm. obviously he catches up to the, the blokes in the van who yes. took the kid and um, just kicks the shit out of him, really. Yeah, and as a woman doing that, like that's the the funny part or the fun part about that is that he's the mum coming <laughs> And getting your son back, and the son's looking at her, being like, "Okay, thanks, mom. I didn't know you had it in you." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And yeah. she's underestimated, obviously, because yeah, just she's woman. a woman, exactly. Yeah, but nah, kick some ass, take some names, hmm. and then he's off leaping to the to the next life, horny. It was a good episode as well. Like, just like I don't, I don't want to sound like I was, didn't think much of this show, Dylan, but it's from a different era. I hadn't seen it before. I wasn't expecting it to be so well written. And mm. the scene where they play um, table tennis yeah. in this episode is particularly good because um, Sam has worked out that the, the son is anxious about sex and his friend's making fun of him a little about that and yeah. he's trying to give him a heart-to-heart kind of as an older man but also as his mum yeah. and it doesn't quite work and he's trying to play table tennis to sort of, you know, when you're doing and you have to have a tough conversation, you do something else while you're doing it. It was just really nice scene, I thought. Well done. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think the writing pretty much across the board, pretty great. I really like it, to be honest. Because there's scenarios I wouldn't normally care about that mm. I end up liking and I enjoy. From what I've read, there are some zany episodes sort of in later seasons. Season five, yep. Yep, okay. <laughs> but we'll the episodes you showed me were quite strong. So, yeah, good, good yeah. picks, Dylan. And none were from season five, as we uh, Interesting. established. Yeah. I'll get into it because I did watch some season fivers to prepare right. for this. So. <laughs> but that's all right. We'll talk about the ones you've seen first. Yeah. Thoughts next, mate? Uh, I'd like to talk about um, Double Indemnity. Yeah, the Mafia one. The Mafia. It was a good one. Lots of references to um, The Godfather. Yeah, for and, sure. And yeah, Mafia films in general. Um. This is the first one I watched after the pilot, so I was kind of like thrown into it. Um, it was a good one to watch, I thought, in that sense. And I still get quite anxious every episode, at the beginning of the episode, where Sam's trying to work out what's going on. Because <laughs> it kind of it feels to me, Dylan, like, you know, it's your first day of a new job and you don't know where anything is or what to do or when, when someone asks you a question, you don't really know what to say. That's his whole life, Dylan. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, He does yeah. all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, bit yeah. confusing, bit confusing, but that's all right. He gets and there in the end. He just gets thrown up into scenarios where, I mean, I guess after a while you get used to it. But in this episode, he's got to try and talk Italian. He's dealing with a girl he's obviously just been sleeping with, who is also the Don's ex-lover. Yeah, yeah, of course, always. <laughs> but all that stuff is is difficult. But then he's thrown up to sing at a bloody wedding. <laughs> yeah. Well, Scott Bakula is actually, he can sing. I think he's been on Broadway and that sort of thing. Okay. So there's a lot of episodes with him singing. That's just one of them. (laughs) Like the Glitter Rock one, as we said before. Yeah, yeah, he loves it. Yeah. Uh, Good stuff. So I did write down that um, I was a bit surprised that so much of the episode was taking place at hairdressers. Um, 
Yeah, but that was like the best scene of the show. Wasn't it? It, it was a good scene. <laughs> I wasn't upset at that. I was just like just a bit surprised it was going in that direction. Oh, yeah, for a mafia episode, yeah. <laughs> Again, maybe they looked at it. We've got this, this beauty salon set. Let's, let's try to do something today. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, in this one, I was reading, it's kind of one of the only times where, where Sam really has a, a plot to try and get home. Yeah, one one of the only ones where he's actively trying to to get home, pretty much, mm. not just focus on what he's there to do. Yeah, but end up backfiring on him. Of so course, it's it's pretty much why he hasn't done it really that much since. Yeah, yeah, and I guess he, he couldn't tries... do that for a couple of years, and every time it fails because people would get a bit sick of that, wouldn't they? Yeah, exactly, exactly, and that's not what people are watching the show for anyway. <sighs> Just watching for these uh, little once-off stories. Exactly These right. new characters each week, mm-hmm. you want to see. But no, good episode, good episode. Um, what do you think happens to the people that leap back into the bodies that Sam was in? Well, that's an interesting thing, Dylan. Interesting question, because this episode I was reading as well, one of the only times where we see somebody after Sam leaves their body, mm. because he does a double double jump in this episode yep. to someone else who's in the room. And so from that sense, we do see that the, the main guy he's being the whole time, the, the underling of the, of the Frankie, dog. Frankie, I think his name Frankie, is. Frankie, I think, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't seem to know what's going on, and he's a bit surprised. It's almost like he's had a day and a half or two days yeah. memory gone, right? Yeah. So that, that obviously suggests that they've got no idea and that, it's all a surprise to them and, you know, I understand that and that makes sense in some ways because Sam's been their boy, not them. Yeah. But it would suggest also that everything Sam does is almost undone straight away if they don't know what's been going on, right? In some scenarios, um, but, I mean, he does say, because he's speaking to someone and he's like, do you love her? And then Frankie says he does love her, which there wasn't really any precedent for. So mm-hmm. basically what happens is that they leap into Sam's body in the future and they're like in this holding chamber for however long he's in the yeah, past okay. for. Yeah. And then once he's done, they leap back into their bodies and they're good to go from there. So there hasn't really been any confirmed status for them for when after they leap back but there's been a few conflicting things so producer and writer on it uh deborah pratt she basically likes to think that they come in confused just like sam would coming into a Mm. normal leap um but then they start to eventually gain the memories back that sam did have while he was them Mm -hmm. which would help things continue as they were the creator donald belisario thinks that they just come back and don't remember anything pretty much. Okay. Um, and he said that it'd be funny that that's explained to how people think they're abducted by aliens. That sort of thing. <laughs> Actually, Sam. All right. <laughs> yeah. Which is, they're both funny, but I like to think that uh, Deborah Pratt's one is probably the best one, especially going for continuity and keeping history good, as it were. Yeah. I like that I do, do because it, it suggests that they're all in that scenario – there is some lasting impact to what Sam does and yeah. he does make their lives better. Like thinking to the episode in a little moment, the college one where he's like this big jock running a frat house who's an absolute dickhead basically in in his life and then Sam turns things around and um, puts them on the right path basically or puts the people around him on the right path. It'd be a shame if then 
once Sam leaves, he goes back to being a dickhead frat boy, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I like to think there's a lasting impact on what Sam does that, yeah, it would be a shame if it all just went away as soon as Sam leaves because that seems like it's against the spirit of the show as well. So Yeah, exactly, exactly. Plus there's some some deeply personal stuff that can happen while Sam's in the body. Like he can fall, have people fall deeply in love with him and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I would like to think that they get the memories back and keep going from there pretty much. Definitely merge or something. Yeah, they just yeah. sort of all come together. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. But, yeah, no, the college episode was good. So you liked that one, you said? I did. And I, I liked it in the sense of... There are some shenanigans on the university campus, which we've spoken about in our previous episode about those sort of things happening with frat houses. Mm. Um, but it is, it's set in, you know, Vietnam war times, and so they're not afraid to, to look at those some of those moral questions. I, yeah. don't, I don't think they... Well, I guess the answer comes down to violence is not the answer when you're protesting, or at least blowing up buildings isn't going to get you anywhere. Um, yeah, <laughs> generally. Enough. Yeah, generally. Um, but I think before then, though, they, they do sort of raise those moral quandaries about, you know, obviously it's bad to be um, going to different other country and killing people for no reason, mm. as happened in World War and in Vietnam War. Yeah. But then the question is like, do we just blame the people who without the army and the soldiers and all the generals? Or do we also try and are you still to blame if you're the ones who are making the chemical weapons or doing the research into chemical weapons like people at the university are doing? Um, like how far does that moral responsibility go? Which I thought was an interesting question, which you don't generally see that often on TV. Yeah, abs- absolutely, especially in like late 80s, early 90s, mate. There's some philosophical stuff going on here. Yeah, yeah. it's not like we're in a golden age of, you know, early 2000s looking at moral depravity on TV. We're looking, this is, it's on the most part, it's a fun show. It's supposed to be the yeah. lucky adventures through time, you know, but it, he's not afraid to go and look into these deeper questions as well, which is good. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But no, good episode as well. Good episode. Now, one thing um, I found funny, Dylan. I yeah, say. yeah. Um, so the, the basically the episode is that there's this um, counterculture protester, Elizabeth. Mm. She comes from a good family, but she's at university and she's protesting the war, which is fair enough. But yeah, she's finding it not getting very far with it, and so um, she and this other guy who's a bit more radical than her, they, dark. Yeah, fucking dark. <laughs> <laughs> They, they're planning on doing something really big to gain attention and Sam inadvertently even prompts her to be doing this and it ends up there's a bomb placed in the chemistry lab to blow it up because the chemistry weapons are the ones that are, your yeah, chemical weapons are going to um, kill people over in, in Vietnam. Yeah. Um, and of course, Sam saves the day. Two oh. things I like about this. Yeah. First of all, as the episode begins, um, Sam's sort of frat buddies, they've got a, catapult slingshot thing where they are like throwing water bombs onto the campus quad which is fair enough yeah what's funny though is that that comes back at the end where they use the the catapult to throw the bomb away from the university buildings which is yeah. not sort of callback wasn't it yeah the frat boys are the heroes of the day Lonnie. yeah and it's a good setup and payoff for that sort of what could have been a, just a gag at the beginning comes back at the end which is always satisfying yeah the thing I found funny though is that that happens, right? They avert this um, basically terrorism from happening yeah. on campus. Yeah. And and that was Elizabeth was this did happen. She was going to have to go on the run her whole life to get yeah. away from it, right? So it saved her life. They go back to the luau, 
which is at the party happening at the frat house. <laughs> yeah. And and Sam goes up to her and she's looking all like sad and he's like, What's up? Why are you so upset? I don't know, Sam. Five minutes ago she almost died. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why she's a bit upset. Yeah, and was almost responsible for killing people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. A bit harrowing, you know. For sure. But no, that's all right. But he wasn't actually there to save her, was he? <laughs> no. <laughs> and it's a nice little twist in some of these episodes where there's like an obvious thing that Sam has to correct. And he does, obviously, always does the right thing. But then yeah. every now and then we realise at the end, oh, wait, that was just incidental to the real thing you have to do to get the leak going. <laughs> yeah. Which was uh, don't break your neck in a pool, <laughs> pretty much, for this one. Yeah, and he just does that by doing a better jump, I suppose. That's how he does it, right? Yeah, I guess, just being careful. I mean, yeah. I'd chalk it up to probably um, Wild Thing was probably drunk when he did it originally, I guess. Yeah, no doubt, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, nah, he dives, he... Perfect 10, as they say mm-hmm. in the Olympics, mm-hmm. eh? Mm-hmm. Eh? Yeah. Eh? Topical for time of recording. Hey, <laughs> eh? very nice, very nice. Yes. Uh, and he leaps, and we're off, Lonnie. We're off. That was good. I, I like that episode. I liked um, it that lead into the, not the, you know, we talked about the college tour episode basically of, of TV recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously another sort of standard of um, college media or college stories is Animal House, the, the frat house gone wrong, oh, Revenge sure. of the Nerds, that sort of thing. Yeah. And this one does happen where they basically they go for a perv on the, on the girls. Um, and it, it was... You know, there's a bit of sauciness, and I guess that's TV. It's a little bit raunchy every now and then. They could try and you know, show some girls' underwear and whatever to for the for the male viewers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and Al's there, and he's obviously he doesn't mind all that stuff. He's happening. loving it, mate. <laughs> and you know, I thought maybe it was a bit much showing all that, but it, it was interesting that it came back that you know that their cherry bombs that they put in the toilets are the thing that then inspire the actual bomb. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was yeah. that was cute, I thought, or, you know, neat, maybe. And it was interesting to see Sam, who supposedly is this, this genius, he's got an IQ of, what, 300 or something, and he's developed time travel in the future with his seven PhDs or whatever he's got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's got no idea what actually happens on university campus because he spent all his time in the library studying. So, Well, and he was like 12 or something at the time. Yeah, exactly. College or whatever. Yeah, yeah, he's a child prodigy. So, yeah. I think I understand on one end maybe it's a it's a little bit, uh, of course, you got to go show the, the busty co-eds in their underwear sort of thing. But at least they had an attempt perhaps, perhaps, Dylan, Yeah, that's the context we're in, for sure. I I get all that. It is a little bit like why the girls always gotta be naked on screen, like, you know, but you know. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. But no, good episode. Mm -hmm. Great episode, some would say. You glad I snuck it in at the end for you? (laughs) Last minute, yeah, well done. Well done. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well you asked for it. I just said, No, should have picked this one. You're like, it's the season and the episode. (laughs) Which one is it? You know, I mean, Jill, I'm a bit of a completionist about these sort of things. Well, apparently, apparently. Mm. But uh, great stuff. What have we got next, mate? Well, I thought we should end on Jimmy, so maybe we can go on Glitter Rock next. Okay, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Glitter Rock. I just watched that yeah. this morning. <laughs> For the how many times have you seen all these episodes, Dylan? Oh, probably Three times, I suppose, yeah. Each, how, how did you get into Quantum Leap in the first place? Mum. 
Mum loves it. She's got good taste. Oh, mate. She's the best. She loves it. She got me into Tarantino. She's phenomenal. <laughs> Love my mummy. Come back, Mum. So, Glitter Rock, are you big into the, the glam rock sphere, Dylan? Yeah, it's definitely fascinating. Um, it is, isn't it? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Because he, let's see, jump into the, what's the band called? King Thunder or something like that? Yeah, so they're a bit like Kiss or one of the other big bands. Pretty much Kiss. Yeah. yeah. Makeup, big hair. Yeah. Big ego. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure, yeah. No, great stuff. I love that kind of rock and roll era. Kiss and that. Um, Motley Crue, obviously, in the 80s, but in the vein of that sort of mm. thing. I love Motley Crue, so... Yeah, no, definitely great stuff. And there's some bangers in this episode, like Rock the Redhead, mate. A lot of bad that songs. Slaps. That and slaps. Good on Sam again for just getting up there and singing and playing the guitar and learning all that at the same and time. And nailing as, it. Yeah, yeah, just nailed it. Good on you. Yeah. No, he's great. He's great. But um, what's, basically he's just there to stop the guy from getting stabbed, the lead singer, pretty much. Yeah, it's it's interesting um, sort of episode, and it's not something you could generally do outside of the sci-fi world i suppose in terms of it's a reverse who done it like they yeah, know he's who they gonna know do it yeah he's gonna do it yeah. <laughs> basically they know someone's gonna do it and they can narrow it down to you know two or three people but they're not sure who's gonna be the one yeah um and so basically going through a, diff- a few different um suspects um including uh tear away a son who's I guess he's there. He's very obviously like this um, uh, schizophrenic. They they think he might be, or he's like a <laughs> like a, a stalker, a crazed fan. That's what I'm yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but obviously, he's a bit too obviously the guy who's going to do it. Yeah, and he turns out to be a good bloke in the end, which is nice, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just uh, just his son, his illegitimate son. Yeah, he's got that that same webbed finger line. <laughs> that yeah, that's a nice way of making sure they are pretty much related outside of DNA testing. <laughs> is, is that how genetics work, though? I mean, potentially. <laughs> is it, though? Sam knows a doctor, isn't he? So, <laughs> Well, he didn't see... wasn't like, this is incredible. I can't believe this. <laughs> so I guess that's how it works. Yeah. And and the other suspect is the other... Like the backup, not the backup singer, like the lead guitarist who wants to be his songs up on stage as well. Yeah, because the guy Sam left into Tonic... Has previously mm. slept with his girlfriend, and then the girl tries to sleep with him again, and yeah, yeah, gets it's caught out. Inter intra band um, conflict there. Oh yeah, for sure. But then the the last suspect, in the funniest one, in some ways. Oh, well, I had to laugh when I saw him at the end, Dylan, didn't you? <laughs> in the makeup and that. Yeah. So their manager, he's been swindling them basically. Um, betting he, everything on the stock markets, losing everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He decides that what he'll do is I'll. Well, Sam is onto him basically. He works out what's going on because it's so obvious. I could have told. I could have told him in two seconds. This guy's no. <laughs> he's no good. Um, so he doesn't just want to kill Sam. <laughs> he spends the good half hour, at least forty-five minutes potentially, getting <laughs> made up and glammed up in the in in perfect outfit. makeup too. Yeah. Like he put effort in. Did <laughs> maybe even got the makeup artist to do it for him, you know, behind stage. <laughs> Possibly, um, yeah. He's the one who's going to stab Sam and try and get away with it. And I guess that makes some sense in terms of like you get you'd get dressed up to then disappear into the crowd because the guy 
Yeah, yeah. You know, that's how you run away in a big crowd like that. You dress up like the people and whatever. But yeah. <laughs> it is funny seeing him there confessing to it all, dressed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, great stuff, great stuff. This is just a, a just a classic fun episode of Quantum Leap. Nothing too different about it, but, mm. you know, just fun, solid stuff, mate. Yeah, I could see people, you know, curling up on the couch on a Wednesday night in 1992 or whenever it was and watching this one, enjoying it and going to bed, having a good time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now, did you know that the manager, the, the killer manager in this yeah. episode, he's the lead man of Herman's Hermits? What? The Herman's band, Hermits. Dylan, from the 60s. Oh, no, I haven't heard of them. <laughs> Fair enough. They they weren't particularly big, but for some reason my dad knows them and I think he <laughs> likes them or he doesn't like he doesn't like and he likes seeing them sometimes. Um, Were they an American band or Australian band? No, a British band, I believe. Oh, British, okay. I think okay. sort of after the Beatles, one of those. Not the copycats, like, but like in that wave after the Beatles. Yeah, thought it'd be like the Skyhooks. No one knows the Skyhooks, do they? <laughs> I'll, um, I'll send you their song... Please don't. Um, Henry VIII. We'll, I'll send it. We'll do it later. Okay. Okay. You'll love it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. But no, great stuff. Forgot one, Lonnie. It's a wonderful leap. We haven't talked about that. Yes, let's talk about that one, Dylan. Okay. What do you reckon? Not my favorite one, to be honest. Oh, okay. Are you a fan of this one? Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Is, Is it a bit too religious for you, mate? Oh, no, not particularly. I didn't mind that aspect of it. Mm. But I guess angels are real. Is that what we take from this episode? Yeah, well, God's the one flinging him about and everything, so. I mean, give him a break, God. He's been doing this for years and years. He's Yeah, he's so he sends help with along with him. <laughs> An angel. What do you want? Why can't Sam go back to his own body? <laughs> oh, should have made you watch the finale, Lonnie. Yeah. I know what happens in the finale. And mm. A bit rough, if you ask me. <laughs> Oh, okay. I like it, but that's all right. We can talk about that near the end. Yeah, yeah, So this one is a cabbie in the um, 50s. Uh, I just didn't care much for the central story. Maybe I'm getting a bit, because it was the last one I watched, I was a bit like, I get it. It's cynical, mate. Yeah, there's like a, he's a nice person who's going through a bad time and then Sam saves the day, basically, is is the plot of every episode, I guess, but. Yeah, yeah. You can't really binge this show. You have to take little breaks, I think. Because yeah. after a while, you do like, okay, he's coming in. He's going to save the day. We're off. Yeah. <laughs> and in this one, there's, there's an angel who is pretty much based off the angels of um, It's a Wonderful Life. Potentially, that movie is 
real as well in this universe? I don't know. Unclear. But, yeah, I get. Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or she was just making fun of them. But I just found her a bit much till and. Oh, really? I liked her. Well, Angelica. Yeah. Um, Angela would be the anglicized version of, of her name, of her Puerto Rican name. Um, I liked her in the end, but it just it was one of those things where she could have told them what was going on, <laughs> you know, in the first minute, and they could have gone from there. But she didn't. She was just being annoying for the sake of it. Yeah, I suppose. But she's a bit of fun. And she could see Al. She can interact with Al. Though, again, would have been a milestone episode for Dean Stockwell. <laughs> and she doesn't like him, which is it's just fun to have someone yeah, who doesn't like Yeah, and he like doesn't him. like her. Yeah, it was a bit of, bit of fun, that all. So I like yeah. that. Um, and then I... <laughs> oh, no, here we go. Well, forget that one moment, Dylan. <laughs> but uh, before that, the way this ends, basically they're, they're trying to get one of the licenses to run a cab in... Um, New York City, they're hard to go by. Yeah, like they've a got, weird like metal thing on a cab or something. The medallion, yeah, they, they're they're very expensive apparently. I think they're worth twenty grand. In what was this, the sixties or the fifties? Fifties, I believe. Yeah, fifty-eight. That's insane. Yeah, I know. <laughs> very weird. You can compare that to now when anyone can sign up to Uber for any any car you got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, bit of a racket, I think they could control it a bit, when so it was a bit of a you know. Easy for corruption, potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's the basic plot. And then the guy that Sam is doing it, he gets screwed over basically when he was about to win one from a um, job that he's doing at the cab company. Yeah. It kind of felt to me like everyone gets arrested at the end of the episode, but then everyone's okay as well. Like, yeah. A little bit easy, the ending. But, you know. Yeah, okay. the bad guys go to jail and the good guys are all good. <laughs> well, they're on probation and everything, but, you know. Hey, yeah. And. That's in that, that way, I guess they everyone gets arrested, but everyone has some sort of ending. That that like a happyish ending. That's okay. It just yeah, I don't know. It could have been better. Yeah, but I know exactly why you made me watch it, Dylan. <laughs> I pinpointed the moment and I messaged you straight away when it happened. Go on then. So Sam is driving his car, cab, <laughs> and he's driving these this this. Walter man and his Walter son, I guess, are they going to a stock meeting, I believe they say, mm. real estate people meeting? And Sam says, oh, real estate's going to be really big in this city. And the little boy's like, oh, really? And Sam's like, oh, yeah, you could even build up a huge skyscraper <laughs> just over there. And the little boy's like, oh, wow, maybe one day. And then as they leave, he's like, oh, thanks, Mr. Trump. And then he's like, okay, come along, Donald. <laughs> Not on, Dylan. What do you mean, Donald? Not on. What do you mean? It does show you, though, how, like, Trump's been part of pop culture and world events for ages. So long. It's so way too long. long, right? And he was known just for being, almost for being famous his whole life, you know, for just working. For being around. Donald Trump. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And that is part of his appeal, I think, why he was voted in, was because people thought they knew him. They thought, well... He's been on TV my whole life. I may as well work for him because he must be doing something, right? Because being on TV is the main point of being in America. So Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Why didn't you like it, mate? Well, you, you know what you were doing, didn't you? <laughs> you knew it. Oh, I know you. Well, you can blame Sam. He <laughs> He's the reason Donald Trump got so big, mate. Maybe Sam's going to go back and try and correct his mistake. Well, Lonnie... <laughs> There yeah. actually is a, a Stephen Colbert bit 
about him going back and fixing that mistake. Oh, is there really? Yeah, with wow. Scott Bakula coming back. So you can watch that afterwards, mate. Oh, how good. Okay. That, yeah. that, that, that redeems it, Dylan. Good work. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I was being a bit cheeky with it, mate. <laughs> I know you did it, silly boy. All right. Last episode, arguably most important episode, Lonnie. Yeah, so Jimmy. I, yeah. I've i read this is one of the fan favourites. Is that right, Dylan? Yeah, definitely. Mm. It's one of my favourites. Um, just a great episode. It's got one of my favourite actors of all time, and that Michael Madsen. So. Yeah, I, I, I had a feeling that might be one of the reasons why you liked this episode. But also, it's very it's on the serious end, for sure, mm. of, you know, from zany to serious. Yeah. And I, I guess we should talk about what it's about, first of all. Um. Sam leaps into the body of a of a man with Down syndrome. Yeah, yep. And he has to the there's obviously issues around that for this family. So he's especially the, during that time. Yeah. So sixties, sixties, early sixties. Yeah. Um, Jimmy is the is the man. He's been institutionalized because that's what happened then. Yeah. But his brother has has got him out and is is trying to get him a job and then. Sam has to go for his very first job interview ever. Yeah, probably ever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for for uh, for Jimmy, and then deal with the um the prejudice and the um, discomfort of the other workers um from there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now I think it does this. I think it handles it well, Dylan. Yeah. Um, but you know, you and I aren't people with Down syndrome. So I'd really like to to know um the impression of of somebody. Um, with Down syndrome, what I think of this episode, but yeah, from sure. what I understand, and I, I think it treated it sincerely and genuinely, and I think it, um, I think it did it well, did a good job. I think it did a good job. Yeah, I agree. Again, especially for late eighties, early nineties, mate. Yeah, because absolutely, I, I was waiting the whole episode for something to happen where I'm like, all oh, they've done <laughs> something, and obviously things are happening, right? And the the character Jimmy goes through. Um, issues at work but i think it's on the right level of showing um bullying and showing conflict for the ending that will come around to show where we're all okay now that, that's the point of you know television we have conflict and we resolve it so i think yeah. the one thing that obviously that hasn't aged well for this episode is the r word it is yeah. thrown around like nobody's business isn't it yeah exactly exactly but again it's just because that was the language at the time. That was just, oh, yeah. Absolutely, Dylan. And it was the language of our time. Like when we were younger, people would use yeah, this word true, all the time at school, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. And I, well, I think... You know, now we all know better, so... Uh, that's exactly right. I think it's really hard hearing it in an episode TV now in this context, like used by the good guys. Um, but I think it's actually good that it feels wrong, if, if you can find oh, my logic, course. because... yeah. It knows we've gone better in society, we all know better, and like I, I feel you know quite ashamed that I used to use this word as a as a teenager and as a kid because but I didn't know any better, and now I do. Oh, so. we all did, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the fact that it's on primetime TV of the early nineties shows how far we've come to now, where you just wouldn't think about this at the moment, would you? So that's good, I think. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And there was no um, maliciousness in the way that they said it. Well, the that. Um, Sam and Al said it, obviously. No. Yeah. No, that it was just the, just how you spoke back then, for sure. Exactly, exactly. Mm. But no, overall, great episode, I think. Yeah, definitely one of my favourites. 
I think it. I think if you had to watch one episode of Quantum Leap, you probably would watch this one because you want to watch maybe a more fun episode to get the concept of Quantum Leap. But from what I saw, Dylan, this was um, very, very good hour of TV drama. Well done. Yeah, top tier stuff, mate. Top tier stuff. The one Obviously, thing I like. Oh, sorry, yeah, no, 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 mate. You, you be my guest. <laughs> I just wanted to mention the fact that we get a little bit. Um, we get behind the surface, under the, under the skin of Al a little bit in this episode where he talks about how his sister um, was disabled. Mm. And then it's a really, just a terrific monologue he has about... Oh, Dean um, Sockwell, the best, mate. Yeah. yeah, it's a perfect marriage of great writing and great performance. He has a story to Sam about... I think Sam's sort of complaining about how hard it is and how difficult the scenario he's found himself in is this week. Yeah. But Al says, we can't give up on him, Jimmy. He talks about, you know, there was a girl, paraphrasing, there was a girl when I was growing up on my street and she was very different and she was always getting bullied and I was always getting in fights to to help her. But, you know, that's what big brothers are for. Just, mm. oh, that just that, that's going to stay with me for a long time, I think. Just beautiful all-around moment. Yeah, in the in, right in the feels, mate. Right yeah, and feels. especially when he goes on to say that his sister was institutionalised and then she died. At a very young age, he doesn't believe that she should have died, which is... Well, she doesn't mind you're in an institution. Yeah, and she was 16. How how does that happen? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So it's good in this sense, like as we've been saying, you just pretty much dip in and out of these other characters' lives and Sam, which is a nice guy, and Al's a funny guy. But every now and then we do see there's a bit more to these people and we sort of scratch the surface. And I I think Jimmy's a good episode. Thank you, Dylan. Thank you for bringing it to my life. No, that's okay. That's okay. Definitely one of the best. And I think this one I slipped in at the end nearly too. So I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did. Because hmm. I've was i been re-watching the whole series and I'll re-watch that one the other day. And I was like, nah, I, th- I think Lonnie needs to see this one. It's not a f- not really a fun one, but I think you'll love it. And you did. So good stuff. But Quantum Leap, mate, what do you rate it out of 10 as a whole from what you've seen? Okay, so... There's five seasons and I've seen about, what, five or six episodes. Mm-hmm. We're rating eight out of five. Ten. Out of ten, okay. You'd you love me ten or any matcher. I'm going to give it an eight, Dylan, for what I've seen. Okay. I'm happy with that. I like that. And I think it's definitely something that, I I'm not, as I said, as you said before, I don't think you can binge it. I'm not going to have probably... Have the time anyway to binge it now, but oh no, forty definitely... minute episodes with like twenty three yeah. episode seasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and when episode, there's a formula to it. You understand? Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I think I'll definitely watch more of it in the future. So, um, that's great. If if you can find the box set cheap, mate, mm-hmm. or I can grab it, and then you can just dip into it whenever you want. Yeah. Pretty much. Has, and there's been talk of maybe some more in the future. Yeah, possibly, possibly. Um, I'm just going to go on with stray thoughts now about Quantum yeah, yeah, Leap. Go on. Yeah. Um, as you said, yeah, there's been on and off talks over the years about reboots or movie sequels, that sort of thing. Nothing's really been cemented. Um, yeah, you'd think that they would have done it by now, wouldn't they? If they yeah, for sure, for sure. I think if you're going to do it, you have to have Scott Bakula in it. Hmm. I think... He's the key. I think if he's not in it, it doesn't work, to be honest. Like, he really is, like, perfect 
for that role. He's an everyman, but he also stands out, and he's just can just display such empathy and kindness in his acting. He's just perfection, I reckon. Yeah, it's it's um it really is a show where it lives or dies on its main actor because he's yeah. <laughs> he's the whole point. If he's not there, if he's not likable, doesn't work. And that's that's yeah. most shows for sure. I understand all that, but this could have been a, a funny, you know episode of a first season that goes nowhere but the fact they had five seasons out of this concept i think is testament to as you're saying the sincerity and the the genuine heartfelt emotion that he can can portray yeah and there's not really any consistent supporting or side characters that you can latch on to to keep going with it it's really just him and al so if they don't work the show doesn't work it would have been a difficult thing for him because yeah Lives or dies in here every episode. So, if he if he's having a bad one, not like you can you lean on your co-stars or something. It's it's very yeah. much. It's like you know when you're the lead actor of a movie, and everyone else around you is you, you're the you're the one they're leaning off. He's the one who's grounding the whole thing with a whole new cast and a whole new setting and costuming and everything each week. Yeah, yeah. impressive. Oh, absolutely. What do you think about this, Lonnie? This is just a thought I had while watching it. Mm. Sam Beckett, he is kind of basically Superman without powers. What do you think of that? Ooh. Yeah, I, mean, I can see where you come from. Yeah, see the parallels there? Just the, the kindest, nicest man who yeah. just wants to do right in the world. <laughs> it's funny because often when you're, like, you're writing characters, you're learning how to write characters. That, you know, I've done lots of writing courses in my time. It's all about like giving them a flaw, having characters with depth who've got conflict and they've got inner turmoil and stuff. He's got a bit of that, I guess, but mainly the concept of this show from what I've seen is that you take the world's nicest man, the most loyal man, the guy who's going to do everything right and every single moment of his whole entire life. And you put him in a tough situation. The episodes aren't about him overcoming his own personal demons. The episodes about him righting wrongs all around the world, which is, yeah, that's what Superman does. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, I will touch. Well, are there anything about it that you don't like? Any things about it you don't like, Lonnie? Um, I guess I, I touched upon like the formula. Yeah, yeah. Um, and maybe it could have been nice to, if it was made today, for sure, they'd have more overarching storylines, mm. and maybe they would have the idea of him coming back or like. That'd be more of a concept, like a running, you know, B plot every episode would be like the latest mission to get him back. And maybe they could have shaken up the formula potentially, like at some point, but the formula is what makes it work. So, well, Lonnie, I think be careful what you wish for. Yeah. With that statement. Because okay. you haven't seen season five, mate. No, I read a bit about it. And I, I just mentioned this to you, Dylan. I think you're going to touch upon it. It was. The, looking up episode like reactions to some episodes I saw, and um, the the headline for this was "When Good TV Goes Bad." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if it was a joke or whether it was like a April Fool's Day joke or something, but then it went on to talk about in the first paragraph. It was like the time when uh, Sam Beckett leaped into Lee Harvey Oswald's body. <laughs> oh yeah, two parter as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and his mind starts like melding with his so. He starts becoming, yeah, it's just, 
it's nonsense. It's nonsense. But fun fact, Donald Belisario served with Lee Harvey Oswald in the Marine Corps. <laughs> really? Jeez. Yeah, yeah. So coming from kind of a personal place, those God. episodes. Yeah. But there's also, like, that's one thing that's stupid about season five. It's definitely the worst season. Um, like, there's some nonsense with vampires in one episode and he becomes Elvis in another. It's just madness. <laughs> so are they sort of chasing ratings by trying to, like, have stunt episodes? I think so. Um, and this is pretty much, there's one consistent storyline throughout the series pretty much and it's in season five there's three episodes in it that involve evil leapers Lonnie I did see reference to this but I didn't, didn't look into it very much so explain it to me Dylan well it's it's just evil leapers just his uh his opposite basically so they're there <laughs> to put wrong what once went right oh. in history and okay. they're being bounced around by the devil just the devil? Just the trap devil? Yeah, Satan, Lonnie. Okay. <laughs> the Prince of Darkness, Beelzebub. Okay. He is real in this world. Yep. As he's got, I suppose, but like just hearing mm. like the, the devil's responsible for this, I'm like, oh no, what are we doing here? <laughs> um and it's mm. it's 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 bad because it kind of ruins one of the best episodes of the series, because this is one of the only times he goes back to a familiar scenario, and it's one of the ones we watched. You want to take a guess what one it was? I could guess and get it right because I already know. <laughs> oh, it's Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah. They, do they go back once or twice to see Jimmy? Yeah. yeah and the okay. evil leapers, that's when they first appear. They try to fuck up Jimmy's line. Why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So they can leap and go home, Lonnie. So what are they getting out of being evil? I don't know. <laughs> so they just keep leaping around so they can go home. That's okay. that's why they're doing it, I guess. Mm. I don't know. It's why it's bad. <laughs> why are they doing this? <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's terrible. Like they yeah, she like leaps into the body of um Jimmy's brother's wife. Okay. Um and she plays it off at first. She's like, Oh, oh my god, another time travel. This is incredible. Let's be friends. Um and then she tries to frame Jimmy for raping her to try and break up the family and get him institutionalised. Oh, God. Terrible. But then Sam wins in the end, erases what happened for some reason, not explained. Again, dumb. And then they go on and then they come back at some point. It's just, yeah, it's not good. It's not good, Lonnie. I don't like season five. And, and they changed the theme song. <laughs> Blasphemous. Oh Absolutely God. blasphemous. But the first one's good. It's perfect. It's great. It's yeah. great stuff. Yeah, no, they fuck it up. God. They just, yeah. And they remix it. They don't even do something completely different. Mm. Just a remix of it. Like, why mess with perfection? What's your issue? So, yeah. Steer away from season five to the end. Like, there's some gems in there. But, mm. yeah. For the most part, it seems like they were starting to scrape the bottom of the barrel. And I think that's because they locked themselves into that time period of 50s, 60s, 80s, 70s. Yeah. Like, there's only so much you can do. Yeah, exactly. I think we mentioned this a little while ago in our college episode about TV shows. It's like, once you've done 100 episodes, like, haven't you got 100 best ideas already? You know? And that's <laughs> pretty much 50 what they're best. up to. Yeah. yeah I think that was yeah. 97 episodes in total. So Yeah. So, 
yeah, you can take the take it so far. I'm sure. Yeah, they even started breaking their own rules. Like Sam leaps into the body of his great grandfather in like the Civil War or something like that. Right. It's just like stop. What are you doing? Don't do this. So I think that's why a reboot would be good now. Because if you do go mm. with an older Scott Bakula, I think you play it off like he does age as he leaps. And so yeah. his lifetime grows bigger. So you could do stories in like the late 90s, early 2000s, that sort of thing. That could be cool then because then it's a time period he wasn't a part of. So Exactly. Yeah. So it'd be like the future to him. Mm. And then Al or whoever Al is now, I think pretty sure um, – Dean Stockwell is retired. He's a yeah, bit older now, definitely. obviously. Yeah. Um, they'll be trying to teach him about what's going on. This is how you action 2005 or something. And he's like, what's a mobile phone? That can be fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm. Oh, it'd be great stuff, mate. And could do like, uh, yeah, there's so many opportunities. Like I would love one if they go to like, like an anime studio in Japan and there's like dealing with like abuse to the workers for being overworked. Do you know those sorts of things? Yeah, oh, yeah. There's there's plenty of um, scenarios in the this time period where he could help out. Absolutely, absolutely. Afghanistan. There's heaps of things. Heaps of things. Mm. Yeah. No, I think it's ripe for a reboot or a, a reboot cool. Yes, exactly. So you keep, yeah, keep Scott Bakula. Move on with Dean Stockwell. He's obviously retired. Get someone mm. younger, hipper, fresher, if you mm. will. Yeah. I think you're off to the races. I think it's Netflix or Amazon can do it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But no, great stuff. Is there anything more that you want to say about the greatest show of all time on it? <laughs> um. <laughs> no, looking at Take my notes. Time. You're looking right, at my notes. Right. <laughs> no, I just wanted to just overall mention that, you know, I don't watch a whole lot of it because you just don't get around to it, but I quite like this style of, of TV. It's 80s, 90s TV. Yeah. Um, bit of a throwback. I like the end credits, the opening credits, quite long. And, you know, the music is a little bit cheesy. And oh, just, yeah. um, I watched a bit of like, have you watched seen Moonlighting TV show from the 80s with Bruce Willis? No, no. It's, it it's, it's really good. I watched a bit of that when I was at uni for certain projects. So it's, I don't know, it, it kind of, it's familiar enough that it's not that hard to watch, but also it's different enough where it's interesting. Watching like TV from the sixties is is difficult in some ways because it it's you know very different um, style of acting and so on. I'm not saying don't do that, but I'm just saying it, it's it's that step more difficult for modern audiences. But this is is close enough where I think you could still enjoy it like I did. But I'm a bit of a nerd, so you know. Oh no! <laughs> don't say yourself short, mate. Not just a bit of a nerd. <laughs> You're a full nerd. <laughs> you got me. Oh, I got you good, mate. Got you good. Um, am I doing a get amongst it this week? Well, I mean, is there anything else apart from quarter leap you want to get amongst this week, Dylan? It's pretty much all I've been doing this week. But <laughs> same. Um, but no, I'll, I'll throw on something else. So I have been playing a, a new video game at the moment. Well, not a new one, but I've been replaying a video game, Kingdom Hearts. Hey. Oh yeah, you and, your, you and your Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Uh, it's like Disney Cross Final Fantasy, um, and your sidekicks on this adventure are Donald Duck, great stuff, and um, uh, Goofy. 
Oh. Okay. Mm. All right. <laughs> How nice for you. <laughs> oh. Didn't want to mention his name. Didn't want to mention his name. How dare you mention him again on this podcast, Dylan? <laughs> I had to. It's just factual. I didn't say he's the best, which he is. So I love Goofy. Goofy Goof. He's as my I, man. As I've said to him, I don't mind him. He's fine. No, you, you said he's annoying. You said you don't like him. He's annoying, but... No, he's not. <laughs> okay. Anyway, it's a bit of fun. You know, you go and visit every Disney world that you can. Mm-hmm. So in the first one, you go to like Tarzan world, Hercules world. Hades is voiced by James Wood again, right? Look, Pretty you got awesome. to like James Wood's performances. James Wood's the guy, no, but... Yeah, okay, okay. All <laughs> right. Why you got to knock James Wood's down every opportunity you get on him? Because he's just a, a man funny... trying to make it in this world. He's a mad Trump supporter, do <laughs> Yeah, and that's bad, but, you know... Yeah. He was in a movie with Christina Ricci once, so... Hey, it's pretty good. That's, that's the pinnacle of human life, I think. <laughs> but, no, great stuff. Solid stuff. It's like Disney the anime. So if you like Disney, like anime, and if you haven't played it for some reason, if you like both those things, get amongst it. Get amongst it. Nice. And that'll do. Where can they find us on here? We on the socials yet? Please. <laughs> we are definitely on the socials, Dylan. Awesome. Please get in touch with us. We love having little comments, little chats with you. It's it's always good fun. You can um give us a rating and a review on your podcast app of choice. Mm. There's a link in the description if you want to get some help with that. We're on YouTube, and those YouTube videos are coming out, aren't they, Dylan? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Get amongst those. That's good. And share around with your friends. Um, and just tell your mates, hey, this podcast listening to, good fun, good boys. They love talking about TV shows and movies and pop culture and so Twin on. Twin Cities. Yeah, you know, all, all, the, all the hits. <laughs> all the things that are popular. <laughs> Joe Dalci. <laughs> <laughs> So one of us picks good topics that are marketable to the general audience. The other one doesn't. <laughs> nah, cool, mate. Got to reel in those architect listeners with the Twin Cities episode, you know. I think I'm actually be um, city planners and urban design students may be more interested in that, but whatever. Anyway. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry I'm not the expert in everything. <laughs> All right? <laughs> All right, then. Well, I miss you, man. Don't know if I do anymore. I think this is it, won't you? You called me out for the last time. (laughs) Nah, I miss you, man. All right, then. Should I put in the theme music here, like the... um, The quantum leap theme? Yeah. Oh, the leap theme, like we're Mm. leaping away. Nice. Oh, I'm Dylan. <laughs> Who am I? Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.